the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Fall is the perfect time to get your lawn the best it can be. Folks, call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today, 401-392-1025 or online, lawndoctor.com. Lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025. Fall is the perfect time where they will treat your lawn. Top quality lawn care company for Rhode Island. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. And this is the best time to have it treated. Call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. 401-392-1025 or online at lawndoctor.com. John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, which is dipietro.com. While there's some big stories in the news, one of them has to do with this uh, nursing shortage. Rhode Island Hospital closed part of the ER due to nursing shortage. Folks, that's the area's only level one trauma center in southern New England, where the department's frontline workers are some of the area's most treat some of those area critically injured severely ill people we're going to talk about that and just how bad this is and and keep in mind governor mckee he's the one that set up the october 1st deadline but it seems to be backfiring but i want to first start off nelly gorbea was on channel 12 yesterday in studio with uh, kim colonian and i want you to hear some of this Thank you, Kim. So the first question I want to ask you, just yesterday, Matt Brown, your former boss, got into the race. You've been viewed as being friendly with him. Did it sting to see that he's now challenging you? Look, this is a free country. <laughs> Everybody can take a shot at it. Um, you know what? You know, I am someone who all her life has promoted people getting civically engaged. And so I'm very confident that the people of Rhode Island are going to see not just my ideas, but also my track record in delivering ideas. a government that works for them. And that's what's going to make me the winning candidate next year. Did Matt Brown call you before he made his announcement? No, he didn't. <laughs> I want to read you something that he told the Boston Globe. He said, quote, this is about you. We just have very different visions for the state. I would raise taxes on the top 1%. She wouldn't do that. Is that true? So he has no idea what I would or wouldn't do because we haven't spoken in probably about two years now. Hmm. So I would encourage him to first speak with the candidates, with the person he's talking about. I am going to propose a series of measures that's going to boost our economy. Whether or not that includes raising taxes, it may include that, absolutely. We have to look at everything, but first we have to start with that billion dollars of federal funding that needs to be deployed, and the only person who has the experience here of really deploying out in a successful way uh, with the election monies is Nelly Gorbea. What would you do with that $1 billion if oh you gosh. could call the shots right Third now? Third person. I would use it for very targeted infrastructure investments. Mm. And by that, I don't mean just, you know, the roads and the bridges and the building and the schools. That's all great. But there's ways in which we can improve how government works by investing in our public sector. And so that's what I want to do. I want to transform Rhode Island's government to one that across the board, not just at the Department of State, works for people. Speaking about money... Um Folks, I, I, I just, I can't get past the way she speaks. And I want to go back and play this again. But she talks in upspeak. And so, you know, the word so is thrown in, which is, as I've talked about, that's just a pause. But she talks in upspeak. And we're going to, and then she, how about she went third person? 
because he hasn't spoken to Nellie Gorbea. Well, wait a minute, you are Nellie Gorbea. She starts off kind of calm. Now, she worked for Matt Brown at Secretary of State. Folks, and I want to be very clear. The only reason she's running for governor is she has the voting list. She has the voting list that no one else has. It is my contention. She's kept like two sets of books like a business. Um, her manner of speaking, and, and this is, they've, I believe they've worked with her on this. Uh, it's not a matter of intelligence because I, I think she actually went to, I think the Princeton or Yale, some Ivy League school, but it's her manner of like speaking and like upspeak and i mean the third person so matt brown did you know tell the globe so kim clooney right out of the box and i'm glad that like right out of the box so she worked for him they were friendly matt brown announces for governor and doesn't even call her says i i i would do this she wouldn't do that but i just want to hear this again and it's just she's just such an odd manner of speaking bring a government that works for them works for them that's what's gonna make folks do you hear that works for them you just say it's a manner of government that would work for them. Manner of government that works for them? The winning candidate next oh friendly with him. Did it sting to see that he's now challenging you? It's a free Look, country. This is a free country. <laughs> Everybody can take a shot at yeah, but it. But you um, worked you know for him. You know, I am someone who all her life has promoted people getting civically engaged. Civically. And so I'm very confident that the people of Rhode Island are going to see not just my ideas, ideas? but also my track record in delivering a government that works Upspeak. for them. And that's what's going to make me the winning candidate next year. Did Matt Brown call you before he made his announcement? No, he didn't. <laughs> I want to read you something. Why is that funny, though? Globe. He said, quote, this is about you. We just have very different visions for the state. I would raise taxes on the top 1%. She wouldn't do that. Is that true? So he has no idea so, what I wouldn't do because we haven't spoken in probably about two years now. Yeah. So I would encourage him to first speak with the candidates, with the person he's talking about. I am going to propose a series of measures that's going to boost our economy. Whether or not that includes raising taxes, it may include that, absolutely. We have to look at everything. But first, we have to start with that billion dollars of federal funding that needs to be deployed. Uh. And the only person who has the experience here of really deploying out in a successful way uh, with the election monies is Nellie Gorbea. What would you do with that $1 billion? If you Third person, right folks. Now? I would use it for very targeted infrastructure. Very targeted. And by that, I don't mean just, you know, the roads and the bridges and the building and the schools. That's all great. Really targeted. ways in which we can improve how government works by investing in our public sector. And so that's what I want to do. I want to transform Rhode Island's government oh, to one that across the board, not just at the Department of State. Works for Imagine her as governor. Money. Um, your other challengers right now include a general officer with a lot of campaign cash, and potentially an incumbent governor. Dan McKee has not yet declared his candidacy officially. What do you do to push past that? What do you do to win? You know, every day I, I have the voting list. Rhode Islanders that are excited about my candidacy. They're excited. So I'm going to raise the money that I need to to get there. But as I showed in 2014, the most money doesn't always win. It hasn't been the case in other elections as well. It's how Rhode Islanders see you and what they look at in terms of what uh, your track record has been. God. What you can be what they believe you can deliver for them. 
I did a little bit of digging. Oh, um, uh -oh. No Secretary of State in recent memory was able to successfully make the leap from Secretary of State. I have the voting list. So why do you think you're different? So because I am. Uh, other than the fact that I'm a woman and that I'm a Latina, that I have a track record like no other Secretary of State has, right. uh, including one of my competitors had before in terms of the leadership of an agency she and the no result. leadership. You know, results. I was at the uh, store the other day. And the cashier Here we go. wearing a mask inside. And she, like, heard me call my daughter. And she said, I know your voice. You're Nellie Gorbea, oh, the Secretary of State. This never happened. You're running for governor, right? Never happened. Yes, I hope I have your vote. And she said, you know, yes, uh, you got this. And like me, there's oh, lots of others. And so God. It's regular Rhode Islanders that I need to get you to. You got this. They're telling me, go for it. Go, girl. Talk about some of your priorities uh, on your website. She's you the some worst. Of the you focus on if you're elected, including economic development, affordable housing, addressing climate you change. You got this. What's your elevator hey. pitch to people for the viewers at home? You're Nelly Gorbea. You're running for governor. We need to build a yeah. better Rhode Island. The cashier at the market. Together like that happened. Local economy. We need what to market? Sure that we have an educational system bar none. That we're investing in our housing. Yeah, that's so we what have they were concerned about through the mass. Hey. Different groups, and we need to address climate change. And in Nelly Gorbea, you're going to oh get somebody God. who actually has proven that Looks when I she love promises the third to person. do something, she gets it done. Providence Mayor Jorge Alorza was widely expected Jorge to run. Jorge Alorza. He's not going to. Have you talked to him? Will you seek his endorsement? You know, I will seek the endorsement of all Rhode Islanders, including the mayor of Providence, uh, uh, and I look forward to talking to him uh, in the future. Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea, thank you so much for just, joining us. Today. I want to. Thanks, uh, Hold on, I want to hear that. So I'm going to raise the money that I need to, Here we to go. get there, folks. Let's hear the uh, fake grocery story. The most oh, money doesn't always win. It hasn't been the case in other elections as well. It's how Rhode Islanders see you and what they look yeah. at in terms of what your track Listen to this made-up story. You can be, what they believe There's you can no do way this happened. I did a little bit of digging. Oh. Um, no Secretary of State... I don't know if you need to do a little digging. ...was able to successfully make the leap from Secretary of State directly to Governor. Why do you think you're different? Because I am. Because uh, I have the voting than, list. Yeah, like, that I'm a woman and that I'm a Latina. Latina. And I have a track record like no other Secretary of State has. <laughs> track record. Including one of my competitors had before. Let's hear the fake of story. The of an agency and the results. You know. Here we go. Here's the fake grocery store. I was at the uh, store the other day. Yeah. And the cashier. And I'm wearing a mask inside. And she like heard me call my daughter. And she said, I know your voice. You're Nellie yeah, Gorbea, yeah. Secretary of State. State. You're running for governor, governor, right? And I'm like, yes, I hope I have your vote. And she said, you know, yes, uh, you got this. And like me, there's lots of others. And so it's <laughs> there's no way that that happened. Completely made. These, these are worse than the Raimondo thing. I was in the store. Hey, Gov, blah, blah, blah. Chafe used to. I was talking with my barber, Ernie, who said we should raise taxes. Ugh. Folks, another made-up story. Now, um, but this, I'll tell you a story that is serious. Uh, Boston, actually, I just want to find the um, Matt Brown comments about Gorbea there that, they, uh, that she just asked about. Let me just find that quickly. And again, folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Let me, um, where is the... For some reason, I didn't see. I know, obviously, I I saw the story that he that that they announced that he was 
uh, Matt Brown was running. I just didn't see the part where he um, said exactly that that what he would do compared to what she would do. So he um, running for governor, blah blah blah, enters. Uh, we have a story to tell here. Uh, goes on movement of people. <laughs> it's always a movement of people. So I'd like to hear someone say, you know, I'm running. I really don't have a movement of people. Here it is. McKee emphasized, oh, Sabina Matos, Brown, uh, Mark, first time. that have never been anything like this country. Corrupt. Brown will be getting running against Gorbia, who serves deputy secretary of state. We just have very different visions for the state. For example, I'd raise taxes on the top 1%. She wouldn't do that. Okay. All right. So that's a minor thing. But, folks, the, the big, big story, though, they can't be ignored. Now, if you go to the website, Tweetro.com, I actually went to Rhode Island Hospital last night because, and I give credit to the, the Boston Globe coverage of Rhode Island is fantastic. Part of the emergency department of Rhode Island Hospital was forced to close due to a nursing shortage. The emergency center of Rhode Island Hospital is the only level one trauma center in New England. Uh, the CPOD section is that closed, fluid, a fluid unit, various openings and closing times. So the folks, the, the hours, you do not want to go to the emergency room if it can be avoided. But there's another big story, and that is hospitals in Rhode Island are struggling with burnout. Listen to these numbers. Now, again, Governor McKee went along with, okay, if you don't have the vaccine by October 1st, you're out. So they're saying that, you know, nursing homes are short-staffed. So procedures that would already happen there are just sent to the hospital. You had the first wave where the frontline workers, you know, were working incredible amount of time in, in the spring of 20. Then you had last fall. Then you had again had this past spring. So they're saying, you know, our, our, our nurses are just slammed. So in one instance, a nurse at Hasbro said, listen to this. They're having families wait outside in their car because there's not enough space in the waiting room. How do you like to show up there with a, a child who's severely sick? All right, why don't you go wait in your car? You know, this is like you go to... um outback steakhouse or something like that and they give you the 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 buzzer when your table's ready here's your thing goes off holy cow listen to this at lifespan there were 1800 job vacancies that figure was 1000 in july uh here's another quote after being a nurse for 37 years the short shortages come in cycles but we've we're seeing a 30 to 40 percent vacancy rate Linda Blaze, president of the United Nurse and Allied Professionals. I can't ever remember a time coming that close. So, so folks, this, this is, and, and, and I'll say this about Governor McKee. Now, I, I understand that he has to depend on Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott and other people. Uh, he, he's not expected to know everything. I want to be very clear about that. But th this is Game of Chicken. One thing I will say, uh, let's see. One thing I'll say, though, is now, first of all, there were 137 patients with COVID on Monday. That number topped 500 in December. So, but medical, medic, medical professionals say things are as challenging as they've been in the past year and a half. Um, one thing that I do not understand, and I've been saying this consistently, folks, is uh, as I've covered the protest, many of the frontline workers I said they, they couldn't get a meeting with the governor and Dr. Scott. And I, I still think, I said at the time I thought that was a mistake. 
These are adults. These are professionals. They were looking for some attention. At least hear them out. I'm not saying you have to bend on it, but they, they chose not to do that. And I don't know what what's going to happen after next week. All right, a lot more ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Calvino, call for a free consultation today, 401-785-9400, or online, fightbackcalljack.com, where you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, fight back, call Jack, free consultation, 401-785-9400, 50 years personal injury law experience in his office, 100 years combined total with the staff. Fight back. Call Jack, 401-785-9400. It would be great if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall workplace injury, and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should, but it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation, 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400, or online, fightbackcalljack.com. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Joining us right now, he worked in the White House. He's an immigration expert, senior director of engagement and right of immigration. We want to welcome uh, Ken Oliver. Ken, it's John DePietro. Thank you for joining us. Let's start off, Ken, with uh, very anxious to hear your assessment on the disaster that is taking place right now at our border. Well, John, thanks. Uh, you know, Secretary Mayorkas, the head of Homeland Security, said they're executing their plan. This is a horrible plan. They've had months now executing a plan, which is a disservice to the biggest border state, which is almost two-thirds of our southern border, Texas, but to the entire country because they're dispersing people throughout the entire country because the plan is not to enforce uh, the public health law on unaccompanied minors or pregnant women or family units they're only focusing on enforcing our laws for only single adults and that's the extent of it so that means thousands and thousands of people are getting the message that yes the border is open that's what's happening now what do you make of uh obviously the footage that's caught the most attention border patrol trying to stop these haitian immigrants migrants illegals whatever term we want to use but trying to come across the rio Grande. and uh listen there's a river and so you're not there in a vehicle. You can't be on foot. So they were doing what they're trained to do, which is ride on horseback. Yeah, they're they're being punished for trying to do their job. There, there's no uh, no two ways about it. That's their job to 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 try to deal with the situation of people coming across illegally, and uh, the. the it's really crazy because there's no sense why we're punishing our law enforcement for doing their job. And what about um, the fact that now, you know, Maxine Waters, even Kamala Harris saying uh, they're to be treated with dignity? You know, Ken, this puts the Border Patrol in a very tough situation. They're told, you know, try to keep them in Mexico. Don't let them cross the border, which they're doing illegally come into our country. Uh, it, it seems like a total disconnect of our people on the front lines. 
Yeah, the morale, as you can imagine, is, is very low. Uh, the former chief of the Border Patrol just did a, a letter to Congress, which is being public, uh, made public. Rodney Scott is saying the morale is terrible, of course. Um, the Texas Department of Public Safety morale is, is up because they are trying to do their job. Uh, and we have the Texas State Troopers, our National Guard, uh, activated up to 2,500 troops are being deputized, John, to actually do what a state can do, which is limited, but it can enforce, for example, the human smuggling law, which is a federal law, but that provides that state and local law enforcement can enforce that federal anti-human smuggling law. And not just against the smugglers, but this is the key point, that against those who conspire with the smugglers to get in the country illegally. So that's the new front. And of course, Texas and other states that try to prosecute will be challenged by the Biden uh, Justice Department. To try to, to try to do what they can and what we can to to stop the the, the onslaught which continues. What can you tell us about uh, folks again? We're speaking with Ken Oliver, who senior director engagement right on immigration. Ken also served in the the Bush White House. Uh, he is an immigration expert. But what what can you tell us about this Texas Public Policy Foundation initiative? Sure. Well, Texas, as I mentioned, you know, we have almost two thirds of the entire southern border. We've lived uh, right for hundreds of years with an unsecured border, and many cases before even there was a border patrol, uh, the Texas Rangers had to uh, be involved, obviously, with with border uh, wars, et cetera. So Texas has a lot of experience securing the border uh, and has to step up now more than ever in in view of the federal government's failure, which is historic failure, um, because the fact is most of the wall uh, that was supposed to be built has not been built in Texas, despite the fact that, you know, in 2006, there was a consensus that we needed to, to build barriers and wall in that sector, which is hundreds of miles. So the Texas Public Policy Foundation uh, started right on immigration a couple years ago during the last crisis, which frankly was under the Trump administration. We had that same crisis, but we had an administration two years ago that could deal with it, that could work with Mexico, and they got Mexico to cooperate. And now we have the exact opposite. Ken, you've seen this and uh, studied it, been part of it for a long time. Have you ever seen it as bad as it is right now? and, And why do you think that is? It's never been as bad because we have uh, what the Border Patrol officers tell us when there's no consequence, when there's no deterrence. Of course, people are going to come in in greater numbers and the word spreads. So the reason simply is, as Mark Morgan, our former Customs and Border Protection uh, chief said, when you stop the Remain in Mexico program, you let the catch and release policy begin again so catch and release it's it's a total incentive for people to come in especially when you have jurisdictions throughout the country offering and and the federal government offering people without legal uh, authority to be in the country are getting benefits not only education health care but even monetary benefits from being here and on top of that john in the case of the haitians this administration just approved temporary protected status beginning for every Haitian who's in the U.S. as of July this year. Well, it's very easy to say you've been in, you know, you can. there's fraud committed by Haitians who are saying they've been here, and as long as they get through, they're, they're, they're legal under temporary protected status, and they're thinking that they can get in that way. And the temporary protected status is, is not very temporary for, you know, people here who are decades here under temporary status. 
Ken, people can debate back and forth about President Trump and his plans and his policies and his administration. But wouldn't you agree, at the very least, it's fair to say President Trump in office was a deterrent of those that were thinking of coming in because they they were widely it was widely known and, and they correctly assumed that the administration was not going to have an open border. Exactly. The Trump rhetoric worked at first, but uh, the Trump rhetoric, uh, when it was not backed up by action, and he had uh, failures in terms of the leadership of Homeland Security not executing and some of uh, poor execution initially and a lack of cooperation. But once once the administration began to execute and once President Trump threatened tariffs on Mexico, once he threatened to cut aid to Central America, then you saw the effects of, of reduced uh, uh, border crossings and, and reduction of the asylum system abuse, which is the elephant in the room, which is what the Biden administration is enabling, massive abuse of our asylum system by people who are not eligible, who do not have valid cases. They're expanding eligibility, and they're letting people in who do not have valid cases, and they're, they're really enabling the human traffickers, and, and that's, that's, that's the key issue. Uh, the Trump administration did begin to shut down the asylum abuse, which is the main driver of the current crisis. And Ken, before we let you go, it also seems a lot of people, and again, folks, speak with Ken Oliver, uh, immigration expert. Ken worked in the White House, senior director of engagement, right on immigration. Ken, it also, I don't think enough attention is drawn that people need to recognize that it is a, a huge, massive, thriving industry of those that, you know, you pay someone a certain amount of money that they will get you across the border. It's 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 a lot of money. It's it's a dangerous business. But it sounds like right now that that these those types of groups in that industry is just thriving. Exactly. The cartels control the border at crossings and and there's a tremendous amount of money being made in, in one sector, which is Del Rio, which we've been focusing on for months and which the administration had warning. But yeah, they're, they're making millions of dollars on the drug smuggling and the human smuggling and the, the Border Patrol, if the Border Patrol is being uh, dispersed to areas where they're leaving wide open gaps. And, and the, the current administration is not even following through on their commitment to, to, to uh, begin to use the technology as well to stop that. And we're having uncontrolled you know, checkpoints being abandoned that used to be manned. So it is an unmitigated, spectacular failure by this plan that the Biden administration is supposedly executing for border security. Ken, one final question before I let you go. If it's bad... President Biden and Harris, they just got an office in January. If it's bad now, what's going to happen next year, the year after the the year after that? I mean, what's going to happen over the next several years? Well, the, there are border Democrats uh, in Texas who are trying to get the attention of their fellow Democrats in Washington. Uh, let's see if they're they have more influence than the progressives who actually are on the opposite side saying, no, everyone has to be let in. That's what actually is being said by Schumer and others, uh, that we have to let all the Haitians in. Um, so that's a, it, there's an internal battle among the Democrats, but obviously we have elections next year and people see the poll numbers of the president on immigration by both Democrats and Republicans. He has a very, obviously, 
declining numbers in the 30 percent on his handling of immigration and it, it's only getting worse so that has political uh consequences as well next year and and the congress can begin to exercise its authority over the purse strings he is ken oliver j perry paving always provides high quality fair pricing exceptional service residential commercial seal coating patios Get your driveway paved. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and general masonry projects. J. Perry Paving. They offer free estimates. Call them today at 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. It's J. Perry Paving. Get your driveway paved. And if you're a veteran... No one has a better package for veterans than J. Perry Paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, J. Perry Paving has your back. Check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote today. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, licensed insured contracting company, they will meet your needs no matter how big or how small and no one treats veterans better than j perry paving call them today 401-732-1730 401-732-1730 for j perry paving you're listening to the john DePietro show folks weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 and 99.9 fm now remember if you want to get a hold of me the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in a library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at DePietro.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. September is Suicide Awareness Month. Joining us right now is Dr. Rob Harrison. And doctor, it is uh, so important to draw attention to September being uh, Suicide Awareness Month, Prevention Month, but especially so many people are intrigued by man therapy. Welcome to the program, Dr. Rob. Thank you. It's a a pleasure to be with you, John. Dr. Rob, uh, touch on a little bit of what the month of September, uh, the, the main point it's one of those topics, it's maybe uncomfortable for people to talk about, but the awareness of talking about it, looking for signs, uh, intervening, people looking for help, there's certain ways they can just go online. It's, um, it's come a long way. Yeah, it has. Um, <clears throat> and there's really, it has to be kind of multi-pronged. Um, I, I kind of like to think of uh, suicide prevention as like a river. And when you're at the... At the thinking about killing yourself, that's what we call the waterfall. And so we have training to try to train people how to recognize people who may be at the waterfall who may be thinking about suicide. 
and give him some tools about how to ask a question and how to help him persuade someone to let them get help. That training is called QPR. Um, all of our training is really a part of um, um, Healthy Bodies, Healthy Minds initiatives over the last, uh, oh gosh, five to 10 years of, of trying to improve the mental health of our uh, Washington County. Um, another big part of that training is what we call upstream, which is a mental health first aid training. Um, and also uh, we have a federal grant called Zero Suicide, which uh, one of the main parts of that is uh, initiating screening in all of our medical facilities in the county, screening for depression, and then those who screen positive trying to get them help. Again, that's part of the upstream effort, although sometimes it, it's at a crisis point also, as you can imagine. Um, so uh, it's, uh, it all has to work together, and uh, the more we can do upstream, the better off we are. But sometimes, obviously, there are people who just show up at the waterfall, and we have to be able to try to help them also. Folks, again, we're speaking with Dr. Rob Harrison. And Rob, I think people, here's the thing. People, it's as simple as going online. Whether people like it or not, there are many men, middle-aged men, that are finding a crisis in the life for different reasons. But they can go online now. And Dr. Rob, it's mantherapy.org. And I love the fact that it's, it's, it's a 20-point head inspection. If you could talk a little bit about just anyone that's listening right now, whether you have, it's your father or your husband or yourself or your grandfather, brother, uh, brother-in-law, anyone, mantherapy.org. Yeah. Yeah. Man, man therapy is a very important tool in our tool belt because the largest numbers of suicide nationally and also in locally in Rhode Island and in our county are middle-aged men, uh, 44 to 65 or so. Um, and that's also the group that's the most resistant to seeking help on their own. So uh, one of the things that Man Therapy does is this website reduces the stigma. You don't have to go to a physician's office or a psychiatrist's office or anything like that. You just go on the website, and it, it, it's a very, very humorous approach to try to engage men uh, of this age. Uh, it's kind of the, the manly way a man would get therapy. Um, so they have very humorous uh, posters and, and slogans, and um, but also a number of uh, very helpful um, personal testimonials on video that you can watch, but it's in, as well as local resources and national resources for men. But it's just a, a really great way to engage men. And we gave out some prescription pads to most of the doctors in Washington County. And the prescription pad says, uh, science tells us you can't uh, fix your mental health by rubbing dirt on it. So I want you to go to this website and take the 20-point head inspection. And when they do that, what it does is it helps them to figure out, am I just stressed a little or am I really uh, seriously depressed or, or anxious that, and I need to get uh, get some help? Um, so it's a, it's a great tool, and uh, we're really excited to be doing it. We uh, target different areas, different occupational uh, groups that tend to have higher suicide rates, uh, as well as veterans, of course. Um, so we're kind of early in the stages, but we're excited about it. There are a lot of billboards around the county. Uh, that are, very, again, very humorous. Like one says, you can't fix mental health with duct tape. Uh, so um, things that men would connect with. You know. Folks, again, I was speaking with Dr. Rob. And Dr. Rob, especially nowadays with everything that's going on, it's a difficult, challenging time for everyone with COVID, with uncertainty, uh, you know, people uh, out of their normal habits. 
that they they're seemingly they're, I think one of the reasons maybe there's an epidemic is many times, you know, the men are supposed to be the strong, silent type, you know, the cowboy, the Marlboro man, the going way back, the Gary Cooper. But they they they, they it, it's an an element of people feeling that there's no solution, but there's there's far better solutions and ways to reach out. And I think mantherapy.org is a, is a way to do it. Absolutely. And, and we know that in our county uh, and in our state, there's a, a definite shortage of mental health providers. Uh, for example, the average person who gets seen in an emergency room right now and just referred to a, a clinician uh, for mental health therapy uh, has to wait anywhere from three to five weeks to get seen. And so Man Therapy gives them a great alternative to go to the website right away and, and really check out what's going on with their, with their mental health and also get some good help from it. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401 401- 272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. All is here. It's going to start to get colder. Folks, call R.E. Coogan and Heating today at 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating, 24-hour emergency service, whether it's plumbing or heating and cooling, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. As Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Call them today, 401 732 6562. You can also find them on Facebook and the website recooganheating.com. They're helpful, trustworthy, reliable residential services. From winter to summer, trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. Service calls, maintenance agreements, call RE Coogan and Heating today. 401 732 6562. It's Coogie 401 401- 732-6562. Again, look for them on Facebook and then the website, recooganheating.com. Call now. Keep your home nice and warm. Gas, oil burners, 24-hour emergency service, 
R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562.